Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Welcome to Tice Talks, where we talk all things faith and family. And today I'm so excited about this episode because these are the things that I was taught all growing up that just made Christmas so special. My dad preaches a whole sermon series about Christmas being all about Jesus Christ. In fact, he just produced um, an Advent devotional, and you can get that today if you go to davidtice.com, or you can find it on Amazon. It's called Christmas. It's all about Jesus Christ, and it is incredible. It talks about where the lights came from, why we, why that points to Jesus, about Santa Claus, why that points to Jesus, about the star, why that points to Jesus. It is one of the best things that you can put into your mind even now as the next couple days you're going to be really focusing on the days of Christmas ahead. So thank you so much dad for doing this. I can't wait to hear all the different things that you're going to share about Christmas being all about Jesus Christ. Okay so that's that's the thing. Several years ago I just got tired of people saying that the Christmas story uh, isn't something that we should focus on. And yet, and people would talk about Santa Claus and, and trees and, and so much, so much, uh, negativity. And I think, man, Christmas is a time where we're celebrating the Lord Jesus Christ. And truly, if you take every tradition that we have, everything in our culture that we have, uh, that is Christmassy, it all points back to Jesus Christ. Everything about Christmas, it's all about Jesus the Christ. Uh, so the even the term Christmas, let's start with that. The term Christmas means the coming forth of the Christ. The Christ is the sent one from God who came to die to pay for our sins. He was buried. He rose from the dead. So Christmas, mass means coming forth. This is the celebration of the coming forth of of the sent one from God the Father who is going to save us from our sins. Christmas is a wonderful thing. But when you say Merry Christmas, you're saying have a joyful time celebrating the birth of the one who came forth to die for our sins. Hmm. It's a wonderful thing. Merry Christmas is an excellent expression. Don't let anybody steal that from you. Tell people, everybody, everybody should go. Merry Christmas. I love that. Number number one. Number two, I love the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree, uh, we taught our children coming growing up. In fact, uh, as I was growing up, I thought, why? Why do we have a Christmas tree? What's the Christmas tree got to do with it? And in my mind, I thought, well, it has. To, it's probably the tree that was outside the manger, uh, and, and that that we are. You know, every time you see a little manger scene, there's a little Christmas tree right, right outside yeah. the manger scene. I thought, oh, so that's what that is. That's the that's reminding us that Jesus was born outside. But as I studied the idea of the Christmas tree, the fact of the matter is, historically, Martin Luther was riding home one evening at Christmas time. The snow was falling there in Germany, and he saw the stars coming through the light, uh, come th- shining through the um, uh, the pine forest as he was riding home. He went home and tried to describe it to his wife and thought, you know what, I'm just going to show her what it's like, brought a tree inside, put candles on the tree, and that was the beginning of the Christmas that tree man tradition. That was a revolutionary uh, in more than, ways than one. There it is. <laughs> I always think about those candles on the tree burning the tree down but uh but uh, anyway that 
that was the beginning. Uh, also, the fact that it's an evergreen tree, and we taught our kids this. It's an evergreen tree. It reminds us of th- uh, the fact that Christ died to give us everlasting life. Wonderful thing to teach your children about Christmas. And that he died on a tree. That's right. And that's, that's the other thing, that Jesus would come, that he would die on a tree. One of my favorite Christmas cards of all time was when my uncle sent me a Christmas card, and it, it, it unfolded, and it's, it started from with a big, beautiful Christmas tree on the front of it, and then the trees, the, the next page was uh, the tree, the limbs taken off, and then it was shaped into a cross, and then Jesus dying on the cross. Oh, that's reminding us that Christ, would, Christ came to die on a tree to pay for our sins. I love that you're talking about things like this, because I have literally seen, like, on social media, in mom's groups, women say, well, we don't do a tree because when, if we did a tree, it's like our kids are going down and worshiping before the tree as they grab the presents. And I'm like, I, I mean, I've had a tree every year, and I never thought I was worshiping it. I was just <laughs> grabbing my presents and going. <laughs> I didn't even care if there was a tree there. But I love how it's what we teach them. That's exactly right. And I'm not teaching my children to worship a tree. There's a passage in, I believe it's Isaiah, and I've preached on this, that in Isaiah that talks about going out into the woods, cutting down a tree, taking it home, uh, decorating it, and worshiping it. And people say, that's a Christmas tree. No, that's not a Christmas tree. If you read the context, it's an idol. They were taking out and they were cutting it off, off all the limbs. And that makes they, sense with they, the whole context that's of right. the script, what they did. They yes. actually made idols. And they made an idol out of this tree. That's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and they decorate it with gold. We're not doing that with a tree. We're celebrating. So then let's talk about the lights. Why do we have so many lights? Why do we, my house, if you went to they my house tonight, so <laughs> uh, it's all lit up. We got lights on the bushes. We have lights on the trees. Why do we have so many lights? Well, the, it's very simple. Teach your children that Jesus is the light of the world yeah. and that when he died to pay for our sins, he left, went to heaven, and and now uh, he sent the Holy Spirit so that we can all be lights. We are now the light of the world. So a multitude of lights say, hey, Jesus, the light of the world, came at Christmas time, and we're the lights. And then the different colors of the lights. That's something important, too. Uh, you can teach your children through the different bulbs and the different lights, the different colors, that we have all the colors. Uh, we have all the colors that, that red, the red bulbs rep- represent the blood of Jesus Christ, that he was willing to suffer and die for us and shed his blood for us. Blue represents the heaven that we're going to go to and his royalty. A green represents the everlasting life that we have in him. White represents the purity of of our Savior and the fact that when we get saved, we're washed white as snow. We're, we are his children. Uh, every one of the, every everything in that, you can point to Jesus Christ. Everything about Christmas points to the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that's why the world and Satan is so much against mm. the celebration of the birth of of the Lord and the and and what Christmas means because everything points back to Jesus Christ. Wasn't it like in the '90s when it was like a big push about like? Um, corporations were telling their their places that not to say Merry Christmas because it was offensive or whatever. Isn't that? Is, yes, that I think time? it was like the late nineties and early. Do you remember early Uncle Richard? What he would do? No, all year long instead of Christmas time, all year. So it's March. 
you'd he'd check out at a register and he'd say, "Merry Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> I would be with him, and it would just make me, and the, it would make the cashiers just laugh and smile. They loved it. Yeah, like he didn't make a big deal about it at Christmas, but when, anytime midsummer, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's but yeah, because there was an attack on. Oh uh, yeah, an attack was, on Christmas, and, yeah. and 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 you can't call it Christmas tree. It's got to be a holiday tree. Right. I I just I just love it because again, the reef. Let's take a look at the reef. Why we put reefs on 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 doors? The reef is a circle. It's a it's an evergreen circle which points again to everlasting life through the Lord Jesus Christ. At that points back to Jesus. The candy cane, and we both agree, candy canes are atrocious. I, I don't like peppermint. No. Peppermint makes me sneeze. But the candy cane, the origin of the candy cane is interesting. This is the traditional story. And uh, I've researched back to see how far you can find it. And, and I just, um, there's limitations and people right. say we don't know whether it's but true this or not is the legend but this is the legend yeah. the legend of the candy cane is that a candy maker made it in the shape of a shepherd's staff because he wanted to remind us that the the uh the, that Jesus was the good shepherd mm. and so the candy cane at christmas time reminds us of the shepherd of our souls the lord jesus christ also if you turn it upside down the, the shepherd's staff turns into a J, which reminds us of Jesus. And and you can teach your children this, and they'll think that's pretty neat. Yeah. They'll actually think you're like a magician mm-hmm. uh, the first time you teach <laughs> you that. And then you take the candy cane, you put the red stripe on the white cane, and it, you can show the blood of Jesus Christ and that he was willing to take our stripes upon himself. So the shepherd of our soul came to shed his blood so that we could have eternal life, and he took our stripes upon himself. Yeah. That is that is a wonderful lesson you can teach your children during the Christmas season with the candy cane. Um, other lessons that we learn at Christmas time come from Santa Claus. Your kids one of these days are going to ask you where Santa Claus came from. Now, Scott Calvin won't tell you this, <laughs> nor will you get it from any of the... Christmas cartoons, but we know Santa Claus comes from the term Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas comes from St. Nicholas. And St. Nicholas was a bishop in northern Turkey, a place called Myra. He was the bishop of Myra. He was a pastor of a local church. He also was an heir to a fortune. And because he cared about people, he used that fortune to help underprivileged children, and he cared for underprivileged children. There are many stories about what he did to care for children, and so he became the patron saint of children. I think telling your kids these kinds of things are so amazing. The reason we tell them these actual I. I, they, it's more interesting to them than just a fat man coming down. That's a fake story mm-hmm. coming down your chimney and giving you presents like that. They actually know that this man was a real man, that it the legend comes from a true source, that this is a real man. And he was a man 
who that was a bishop, he believed in Jesus, that this man was real. And that's why and and it's and t- in their minds, it's not just, oh, oh, it's just a fat man in a red suit. It's like, oh, this is so cool. Now, the problem is now he cared. He obviously he cared about people, obviously he had a converted heart. So how does how does Christmas, how does Santa Claus be all about Jesus? There would be no Saint Nicholas because if there wasn't Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, he, he, this man was a convert of Jesus Christ, a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we have St. Nicholas, Sinterklaas, or Santa Claus, uh, because of because of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. It all points back to Jesus. We'll talk more about that, but I, did, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. I just oh, no, but that's, that's it. Letting them know it's a real person, and it's because of Jesus that even people know who he is to this day. Yeah. But now... now this is the problem with teaching your children this, because then you have like an eight-year-old boy who has no problem being like, oh, yeah, I believe in Santa Claus, but he's dead. <laughs> I remember that happening. Yes. So yes. you have to be like, yeah, he was a real person. Oh, he is. is he? Can we still meet him? No. He, he, it was a long time ago. He passed away years and years ago way before I ever lived back. At, you know, I don't even know what century. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, OK. So then <laughs> they decide to go in and inform their friends, Santa Claus is dead. <laughs> He's real, but he died. But he did. So be careful <laughs> yeah. about how you explain these. But it is, it's more fascinating for them to know and for you to know, because a lot of adults are like, he was a real person. Yeah. Like, I really thought he was just, you know, like you said, Scott Calvin. Yeah. I thought he was just the, you know, the old claymation cartoons we used to watch. Yeah. No, he came from a real source. The the term uh, I, I used, I like to, in fact, I still like to watch The Miracle on 34th Street, uh, the the old, old one. Um, because uh, in that in that movie, they refer to Santa Claus as Kris Kringle. Where, where did the Kris Kringle come from? That was because the German reformers during the Reformation, they did not want to say that Santa Claus, who they can, uh, which came from St. Nicholas, a Catholic saint, they didn't want a Catholic saint being responsible for bringing gifts to their children. So they said, we're going to say instead, it's the Christ child. The term Christ child in German is Christ Kringle. And so the name Christ Kringle became synonymous with giving gifts, which meant the Christ child was bringing gifts, not Santa Claus. But then as time went by and everything was Americanized, Christ Kringle and Santa Claus became one and the same. Wow. Isn't that neat? I mean, that, that's incredible. And I love what they did too. Their replacement theology. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, that's it. we'll take your fun. <laughs> and we'll make it ours. And we're going to have fun. That's exactly yeah, right. And I do love that instead of like, oh, what? It, well, they all get it. Well, we don't do that. Well, that's fine. You don't have to do that. But do something fun for your kids. Yes. You, know, you do something. Enjoy. Like I said, we don't do like our kids don't believe in Santa. But boy, do we have fun during the holiday season. And we don't have a problem with Santa Claus. We don't think he's Satan Claus. We don't. You and know. If, if he's passing out candy canes, we'll take one. We take and give it to somebody cane. who likes him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I love, I do love all of the traditions that point back to Jesus Christ. But it's all about teaching your kids these things. 
because if we don't do it, like you sit there and you listen to this podcast and that's nice, but it, what you, you, you can leave it there and it just be stayed in your own mind. But what you can do is take this podcast and you can go and like you did, dad, on Christmas morning, we read Luke chapter two, but then you can go through and do you know why we have those Christmas lights on that Christmas tree? Do you yeah. know why we do that? Do you know why that star is there? Doesn't that remind you of the star that brought the wise men to Jesus? Uh, do you know why we give the presents? It's because we we can't give a gift to Jesus with our hands, but we can give it to each other. And if you do that, and we can remember that that Jesus was the greatest present that was ever given yes. to mankind as well. But yes, it, teaching them to your children, teaching these things to your children makes Christmas all about Jesus Christ, yeah. and it helps them realize that it's all about Jesus Christ. So when you're even the the Chris everything, everything, the the crazy Christmas movies, the the uh, the Christmas shopping, and running to and fro, all of that, none of it, none of it, none of it, none of it would exist if it wasn't for the birth of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So don't get wrapped up in people saying, oh, it's all commercialized. Fine. Commercialize it. Have fun with it. Enjoy. I love it. I love the... I love everything about it, and and we need to enjoy everything about it. And some people say, well, you know, it wasn't December 25th, so who knows when it was. If it wasn't December 25th, then why not use December 25th as a day? Because uh, or, I mean, cause a, tr- a Christmas tree wouldn't look good in April. So <laughs> It is evergreen. Though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you give us, as we're signing off, You might have a mom or a dad or a grandparent that's listening to this right now. And they say, what would your one piece of advice for, because Christmas is just, you know, it's the 17th today. Happy birthday, Charlotte, Scarlett, and Felicity. Three granddaughters born on the same day. December 17th. And it's in December. I have grandkids that were born in December. I am broke in December. You could send your contributions to Dave Tice (laughs) at experienceliberty.com. Help and just call it the grandfather fund. If you send it to me, I would really appreciate that. And I'll use every contribution to buy grandchildren presents. presents. I just want you to know that. So on December 17th, what, it's only, what, eight days away from Christmas. What would you say to those parents and those grandparents? What would you tell them to say, hey, to make this Christmas all about Jesus Christ, do these few things the next couple days or on Christmas Day? What would you say to do? I would say this. Every single day, let your kids know uh, something. Just talk about some tradition. Make sure you relate it back to Jesus. Uh, walk with your children around in, in your neighborhood. If you're in your neighborhood, they have Christmas lights, and walk with them and look at the Christmas lights. First of all, it gets them out of the house, and you're having fun, and you're enjoying Christmas lights. Christmas lights, uh, people put them up, and then nobody ever looks at them. You mm-hmm. ought to just go and look and say, look at people put all sorts of work into putting them up. Enjoy them, and Enjoy it with your children. Then I would say this, on Christmas Day, make sure you read the Christmas story Hmm. to your kids and draw it out. Don't let them just run down and open presents. Make them open one present at a time. Um, uh, I would would make sure that every day, 
if you can get the book, if you have, if you've gotten the book, Christmas, it's all about Jesus uh, Christ. Use that book and read a, read a devotional every day and get and, it now for next year. If you don't, if you don't have it for next year. Yeah. And make it, make it fun. Yeah. Make, make Christmas a fun thing that you are doing with them. And, and uh, it will become the most wonderful time of the year for them. You said about Christmas lights. I got to add this in. This is a fun tradition. We haven't started it yet, but we're going to when we get, um, as our kids get older, it's a fun thing to do with your kids that are older, that are kind of, you know, out of the little kid traditions. Heather and Josh, my sister-in-law, Heather, she is just, she's so creative and she's all about doing fun things. They, for the last, I guess, I don't know, four or five years, they drive around and look at Christmas lights, but they don't just do that. They buy a gift card for like, you know, a coffee bean or Starbucks or whatever, like a $20 gift card. And as they go, they all vote on who their favorite house is. And the house that gets the most votes, they go and leave a Christmas card with a gift card and tell them, you're the winner of this year's. And they give them an invite to the church and they give them oh, a gospel cool. track inside. Tell them, thank you for making our Christmas extra special. And we do this every year. And that tells them a little bit about what they do. And it's in their neighborhood. So they're like, hey, we're your neighbors. And we just want to thank you for making our night a fun tradition. So you're the winners this year. That's cool. the, and it's like, can you imagine getting that on your door? Opening and your door, like, yeah. Wow, that's really cool. And it gave and it not just again, not just was fun for the teenagers and the parents, but it's drawing people back to the real reason of Christmas. Jesus Christ, they put the they invite them to come to their church. Oh they, man, this is the perfect time of the year oh, yeah. to invite people to church. They'll they'll and they'll take Christmas cards. You just They're hand them a gospel track, yeah. even if it doesn't say anything about Christmas. Hand somebody a gospel track and say "Merry Christmas." This is your Christmas card. They light up the, the, and they, they say, they "Oh, do. thank you." Yeah, yeah. They they don't. It doesn't have to. It can just be your regular Christmas. Yeah, whatever track. you do, whatever you Here, do. Merry Christmas. I love. My dad always says, "Hey, have you gotten a Christmas card yet?" And normally, oh, no, not yet. Well, here, here's your first one. And he gives out the the track. I love, I love doing it after Christmas, <laughs> like into January. I'll be like, hey, did you get any Christmas cards? You're like, oh, I got a couple. Well, here, here's your first one for this year. <laughs> and I give them, and it get, kind of throws them off and it's a different, you know, just yeah. a different way to do that. But I hey, love that. Let me tell you one thing you shouldn't do. This is something that I did one year with our family. I thought it was going to be really, really special. And I thought I was really going to be teaching them something great about Christmas. I decided that, you know, our children don't have the concept that that this that this Nazareth, I mean, I mean, this this town was way out in the country, that they were all by themselves, that it was dark, that baby was born in a barn. So I'm going to teach my children that the shepherds had to go going through the desert, going, trying to find the baby in the manger. So I took one of my daughter's baby dolls, I think it was Faith's, and we went out into the desert. I went out in the desert during the day, and I found a particular bush, and I put this tree, <laughs> wrapped it up in a, in a, in a little thing, a towel, and I put it out there in the desert. And I said, okay, kids, 
We're going to do something special tonight. We're going to go find baby Jesus. They said, what? And I said, come on, let's go out and find baby Jesus. And we, we drove out into the middle of the desert, and we went walking through the desert till we found, till I found the bush where I, and I, I almost lost the bush, but I found <laughs> the bush where the, where the baby was, and I said, hey, look, there's baby Jesus. My kids did not appreciate it. My my daughter I Faith <laughs> my daughter Faith said, "Why why is my baby doll out here? What? <laughs> they didn't get the point at all. I do you remember this? I I have vivid memories of this. I actually liked it, <laughs> but again, I like the weird things that you did. So <laughs> again, I I was at that age though. I was probably like eight, and I'm like, all right, this is cool." We're out in the middle of the day. And it was. It was dark. And you could see the lights of the city. But it was out and it was cold. I remember. But it wasn't we weren't like hiking far into the no. we drove out to where the where we'd like used to uh get lizards yes, and, and, and shoot guns and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So but I remember I, I kinda liked it. But <laughs> you know <laughs> Faith says, those, I just remember Faith saying mine. Why is my critics why is why <laughs> What's Why my is my baby, baby doll out here? here. Oh, All right. Didn't Hopi get saved during that time or soon after that? I'm no, pretty sure. I don't know. If you were eight, she was only well, a baby. I don't know how old I was. So, but I, yeah, I, I think she got saved soon after that. But it was up at, that was up at camp. Up at, yeah, when the, we took our, we used to go out every year and we'd go to different places at Christmas and. We have friends that had a camp and would let us yes. use their cabins. The for West free. Branch of the Bill Rice Ranch yeah. let us use the. I have really great memories of that. What did we, what'd we call that? We ca- they called it the. The mansion. The mansion. Yeah, we got to stay in the yes, mansion. We stayed at the mansion. We had a great time. They're good friends. Yeah, wonderful people. Yep. But yeah, pointing our kids back to to Jesus. It's it's fine for us to know these things, but don't let it end there. Don't let it be in your own heart. Pass it purposefully onto your kids teach them these things they aren't going to know it the world's not going to teach them these things you are there to guide them and point it out and direct them and do it on purpose i highly suggest if you haven't gotten already get the advent devotional christmas it's all about jesus christ you can find it on davidtice.com or on amazon um it's again it's a 25 day devotional leading up to christmas but then it also brings you, it's a week long, bringing you into the new year and encouraging your walk with the Lord into the new year. And then it's a week into the new year, teaching you about the traditions of all of the other holidays, why they were created, what were the ones, what are the ones that are most celebrated and the history of all the different holidays, like Uh, Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day. So you can really teach your kids the true history of all of these holidays and how they truly point back to Jesus Christ. So thanks, Dad. This was a really fun episode for me. I love these facts and I love being able to teach our children that Christmas and everything really is all about Jesus Christ. So thank you for joining us today. This is Tice Talks. It's more than a conversation. 